morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Once again, welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle, where when we last spoke, we were talking about the New York Giants draft and Daniel Jones and my disappointment with that decision. But now that the entire 2019 draft is over, I needed some support to talk about what transpired over the weekend. And I brought in, once again, my buddy, fellow Giants fan, Joe C. Joe, what's up, bro? You could pick a more exciting team to talk about about this draft than the Giants. <laughs> They're so dull. I mean, nothing's happened the last three days. Why uh, would I waste time talking about the Giants? Let's talk about Game of Thrones. I mean... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, folks. The Giants have been the punching bag of the NFL now for about a year. Uh, I think ever since they passed up on Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen, they've been the punching bag of the NFL, which is... And I'm bringing up that for, uh, for a reason. Last year... At this time, and you remember this, Greg, the Giants were heavily criticized for not selecting a quarterback with their first pick and selecting Eli Manning's successor, okay? For whatever reason, the Giants bypassed that and they selected the best player that they thought was going to turn around their team, and that was Saquon Barkley last year, okay? Flash forward one year later, complete rebuild with the Giants. They got rid of all their high-priced free agents. They got rid of Odell Beckham, Mm -hmm. and it's a clear... Rebuild under the Dave Gettleman regime. They brought in all new draft people, and they wanted to start fresh. So I spoke to you on a podcast maybe a month or two ago, yeah. and I said, for the first time in a long time, we don't know what the Giants' plans are. And I like <laughs> at, that. At, at all, we didn't know who they were going to And pick. I like that, because my point was is that there's a lot of guys that get paid to know college football better than me and you. And my point was that when the Giants eventually select a person to succeed Eli Manning, I want to make sure it's the guy that they love, it's the guy that they believe in, and it's the right guy for this franchise. So, of course, everybody on TV and a lot of media people thought that there were two, three better quarterbacks in this draft than Eli Manning. One being Kyler Murray, who's really the right situation with the Arizona Cardinals. I I don't think anybody else would have chosen him in the first round. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, But with his size, he fits his style of offense that, that Arizona's running. Second is Dwayne Haskins. And the knock on him from a lot of teams was he's the slowest quarterback. He had played in a Now, when you say slow, you're talking about, like, athletic ability or just delivery? He's a pocket quarterback. But he was very successful from the pocket, Greg. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people thought that he played in Urban Meyer's system. Mm -hmm. The Ohio State system hasn't really translated well into the NFL. Mm -hmm. Plus, he had a lot of... Uh, talented, Pro receivers, talented yeah. Guys I think like three or four of his receivers got drafted. I know two definitely did. I think the other two went also. So he had talented players around him. Now, mm-hmm. believe me, <coughs> I'm one person that says there's no right or wrong opinion from fans on how they feel about players. But the eruption the next day from Giants fans, forget about media, from Giants fans you know, threatening to not follow the team, fire, get them, because they selected Daniel Jones at six. I thought it was way over the top. I mean, here's my feeling. They liked one guy. They loved him, not liked him, both the coach and the GM. Now, in order for the GM to like him, he wanted certain qualities that he brought to the Giants, and they compare him with Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. You have to be very smart, and you have to be able to take media criticism, and you have to be able to handle and be a leader of your team. They liked that about Eli Manning. The arm strength was not great, just like Eli Manning. But another thing that they compared him to Eli Manning was he elevated the players around him. He had no star players. He got hit a lot. He got knocked down, never threw anybody under the bus, and he led a bunch of players 
that were not great college players around him. Yeah. And the final thing that I think everybody's overblowing is they said they fell in love with him at the Senior Bowl. Okay, the biggest thing that I found out that they took away from the Senior Bowl is they were just convinced that this man has a lot of mobility. And Eli Manning doesn't. Like, he has the size, he has the smarts, but Eli didn't have the mobility, and Shermer likes that in a quarterback. Shermer likes a pocket quarterback, but you also have to be mobile. And Daniel Jones is, when you look at him run out of the pocket, he's a pretty quick quarterback. Surprisingly athletic. And he has size. Yes. So when you put that all together, I think this is why the Giants thought that this was their guy. Now, I'm not going to argue with you there. You know, uh, maybe there was better choices there, and clearly we'll see because Dwayne Haskins will play in their division. Clearly we'll see because... Uh, you had uh, the quarterbacks going last year. Yeah. You know, Sam but, Darnold, we'll be seeing him this year. But my take from the draft is is that this was the guy. Do you remember the show, the movie Draft Day? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what he wrote on the piece of paper after he wrote the player's name? No, I forgot that he scene, wrote, actually. no matter what. Mm. That this was their guy. And <coughs> by the Giants, you know, not waiting to take him at 17, and we, we, you know, a couple of us thought that Josh Allen may fall, which is another— which, He was there. Now— Big need for the team. But then let me ask you this one question. Do you feel that a lot of people are upset? Not that they drafted Daniel Jones because obviously the need for a quarterback was there and we felt that we needed to address that desperately because the only way you're going to get a good quarterback is being high in the draft. And the only way you're going to be high in the draft is either one, you trade, or two, you're that bad and we were that bad. So do you think that maybe if it was a scenario where, let's say the Giants did get Josh Allen at 6, and they did get Dexter Lawrence at 17, and as opposed to getting Baker, the cornerback from Georgia, they traded back and getting uh, Daniel Jones. Now, I did hear the rumors that Washington didn't uh, – wanted him, and the Patriots weren't going to let him get past them. But do you think the Giant fan would be as mad today if it went Allen, Dexter Lawrence, and then you traded back into the first for Daniel Jones? Absolutely not. And I'll take it to the next step, Greg. Mm -hmm. I think if they chose Josh Allen or any pass rusher, I mean, Oliver was still there. Yeah. Another defense. But I don't think he's a Giants guy. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just making a point that if they took a pass uh, rusher at that position, whoever they felt was the best at that position. Yeah. And even if you took Daniel Jones at 17, mm-hmm. there wouldn't have been an uproar. Because okay. they would have taken him where most scouts uh, on television and media people on television said he should go. Yeah. You know? But what I like to bring up to Giant fans is this. And believe me, I'm not defending this pick. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying before the kid walks into the building, let's just take it easy and... You know, let's just think that a lot of people were doing their jobs before they picked Daniel Jones and said, this is the right guy, including the people that are heavy football people. I used to work with Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman watched more film on people than I've ever seen in my life. I shared office with him. (laughs) And Dave Gettleman watches film. He's an old school guy. So he could tell you he fell in love with him at the Senior Bowl. Dave Gettleman knew about him for over a year now because he watches film on people. And, yes, it was a risk taking him at six because – you know, you, you thought maybe they could get that impact pass rusher, and I think Allen's going to be a really good player. But it's the guy that the Giants wanted and the same criticism that they're taking this year. You know, they took last year for not taking the quarterback that yeah. high. You know, and, and let's just think. Let's say the Giants took Josh Rosen last year. Well, lo and behold, the same quarterback that one of the— Oh, what about—they could have even taken Darnold. But, but a lot of—my point on Josh Rosen is this, though. A lot of people thought they should have taken a quarterback last year, and yeah. a lot of people thought it should have been Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. Josh Rosen on draft day was looking for a job because the team that drafted him 
didn't believe in him enough. Yeah. So it just tells you, and no, and nobody's given the Cardinals any criticism. They completely changed their whole system and got rid of a pick, which they gave up to trade up for. That is, they just completely did a, a, a redo on what they were trying to build. Fired the coach, got rid of the quarterback. The only person that's probably still there is the GM. But yeah. I mean, now that we've 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 um, talked about Daniel Jones. I just want to make one more point about the Giants picking Daniel Jones. Go ahead. I'll tell you why. Go ahead. I'm going to bring up some names to you. You ready? Pat Mahomes. Yeah. All right. Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff. uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hold on. I got some more. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. Okay. What's the one thing they all have? RG3. What's the one thing they all have in common? They're all mobile quarterbacks that could throw on the run. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yes. Every team that got him traded up big to get him. Yeah. 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 They did trade up to get to show. Remember the criticism two years ago that the Bears took for moving up to get Trubisky? Yeah. For a guy that started one year in Carolina? Mm hmm. One spot. Do you think they care about that criticism now? Well, I I agree with you, and you're right. It's just. How much did the Giants give up to get Daniel Jones? They gave up nothing, but I think exactly. what what the concern with most people is is that when you look at and I, I made this point in my last episode, I don't know how good Daniel Daniel Jones will be. I hope he becomes great and a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Giants. But what I do know is is that I think what has most people upset is just it feels like you spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the Honda Accord that's not even fully loaded. And you're hoping that you get the maximum value, but how much can you really get out of a Honda Accord as opposed to when you're drafting six, you're thinking you're getting like a, a Bugatti or a Lamborghini or a luxury what, car. Can you tell me what Goff's stats were in college and his level of competition? Oh, I mean, his, his weren't that great either. Mitchell Trubisky? His weren't that great either. Well, Mitchell Trubisky, he was a one-year wonder. Okay. It's just for me— um, and you're entitled to this opinion. So is every Giant fan. Yeah, see, really, that, that's where, where no right I think. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Daniel Jones is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But what I do say is that the Giants have conviction in this kid. And here's the words that Dave Gettleman used that he didn't use for Loletta or the previous regime used for Brandon, for Webb. Yeah, yeah. Keep saying this is a franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback. So I like to you hear. Do not mess around with the guy that you believe is a franchise quarterback. Many teams sink or swim with the guy that they pick in the first round as their franchise quarterback. We true. saw Peyton Manning go one way. Yeah. We saw Ryan Leaf go in the other. So time true. will tell if this was a good pick. But you know, and I'm glad you started bringing up the other picks in the draft because all in all, I think it was a pretty good draft. For the Giants. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you you, you brought that up because let's let's talk about some of these other players because now that the dust is settled. And all the Daniel Jones drama is gone. When you look at the rest of the players that Gettleman has drafted, he drafted he on before the draft started. He was on the Michael K. Show with his Boston accent, saying, "I want a bunch of starters. I want to draft starters. I don't want to draft guys that aren't going to that can't be a starter. That's who I'm looking for." And when you look at the draft here, Joe, I mean, they drafted Dexter Lawrence, that defensive t- lineman on Clemson three, who went in the first round. Coming into this year, he was the best guy on that defensive line. He was suspended for the playoffs in the championship game, but coming into the season and up to the playoffs, he was the best guy on that defensive line. And DeAndre Baker, although many thought Greedy Williams was going to go high in the first round, many GMs thought that DeAndre Baker would be the first corner off the board and that he was the best corner in this draft. And when you look at some of these other positions, there's probably no big name that really sticks out or really is like a wow factor. 
But I'm thinking these guys that he drafted could step in and some way contribute. What are your thoughts on that? Truthfully, I think uh, at number 17, uh, to get a run stopper when you still needed a pass rusher. Uh, That's Snacks Jr., basically, who he drafted. Yes. At much cheaper Snacks, yes. younger Snacks, and yes. one that doesn't have bad knees. Yes. And I understand why they did it. Snacks was very effective clogging up the middle against runs. So I understand why, uh, you know, he was the guy there. I think a lot of people are going to criticize them for not going for a top offensive lineman or pass rusher at that spot. But, like I said, you know, if you watch enough college football, you'll know this, but a lot of people saw the Clemson line on a lot of primetime television in the championship game. And this guy's 350, but he moves. Did you know this guy had a faster 40 than Dwayne Haskins? Uh-huh. Are you talking about Dexter Lawrence? Yeah. Are you serious? At 300 some up? Okay. Unless it was a stat that they were messing with me. I'm oh, sorry. my God. Okay. This, <laughs> are you saying Dwayne Haskins, you let a 306, is that right? Oh, my goodness gracious. And I completely thought that, you know, I never really thought the Giants were uh, going to select Dwayne Haskins. But I, I think a lot of people, if they did select Dwayne Haskins at six, not to go back to the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but it would have changed. You know, you, t- you talked about a different scenario, whether if Daniel Jones was picked after 17. I'm telling you another scenario is at number six, if they had picked Haskins instead of Jones, I also think things would have been different. Yeah. So nothing against Haskins. And the great thing is, is that the Giants get to see him twice a year. See, I like that. I think it's good I competition. Agree. And believe me, I'm not going to sit here. When a guy throws 50 touchdowns, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, I just heard from, you know, people in the NFL that a lot of people were worried that he was a pocket passer, didn't have a lot of mobility. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing on him is that he just didn't move around a lot. So me, I can't tell really from watching the games that are on TV – but, like I said, there are scouts that thought this about him. Kyler Murray is a great mobile quarterback. That's what he does best. Anyway, getting back to, uh, you know, DeAndre Baker, uh, I was happy to see the Giants make a move to go up and get the cornerback yeah. that they wanted. First cornerback in the draft. And as Gettleman said, and a lot of people said, he's the best cover corner in the draft. Yep. Now, one thing that makes me worried is the Giants always preach about character issues. That was the one knock on Baker. He but then I heard issues. about that. But then yeah. what was the character issue? Because I read it was something where in the bowl game, I don't know if it was this past year or last year he chose to not play because he didn't want to get hurt, and a lot of people knocked him for that. But was there anything else other than that? I couldn't tell you, Greg. You know, and, and you, listen, if the Giants draft That's becoming a, guy, a trend now. A lot of top players are doing that. But if the Giants draft a guy who wears his hat sideways when he gets drafted instead of straight on, I mean, you know, I, I, it's not one of those things that I'm going to say, oh, my gosh. You know, like I said, the scouting department and the Giants feel very confident yeah. in this whole new scouting regime. And let me give one props to the scouting department. Okay, mm-hmm. I think they had a really good draft last year. They, they got did. the rookie of the year. They got they got a couple they got a couple starters in that draft. I mean, the rookie of the year fell to them at two, so it wasn't that much. But True. I think they had a lot of productive starters last year. Yes. And one thing that we spoke about in the last podcast is in years past, a lot of a lot of teams knew what the Giants were doing, and jumped them. Yeah. This year, it frustrated a lot of people in the media. They did not know the Giants' plan, and when yes. they took everybody by surprise at six <laughs> taking Jones, it means that the Giants did their job. You know, I there was one that. report by Vacchiano the day before that said they love their guy and you know, but you never know what's going to be smoke screens and a lot of people get mad at Gettleman. I mean, I don't want Gettleman to share anything to the media about any of our plans and they I get agree. frustrated. Oh, they said Eli's going to play three more years. Come on, Greg, Eli's at the end of his contract. This is most likely ninety percent his last year, and he's going to pass the torch on to this. So they get so mad at what they're trying to tell you when the Giants did basically everything they could so nobody else would pick Daniel Jones. You know, and I heard there were legit rumors, you know, about 
how can you say legit rumors? I don't know how I can say that. But, <laughs> you know, the Washington Redskins the coaches liked him, the owner liked Haskins, and the uh, Denver Broncos. They but did. They liked him why too. Why would a team let you know? Okay, after they drafted Haskins, we really like Jones. So you're never going to know. You just have to go on the facts that Ernie Acorsi could have had Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger and not gave up anything. And he chose. He, he wanted Eli Manning. Yeah. He traded a boatload to get his guy. Yeah. Because I read the book, The GM, and I read the notes that Ernie Accorsi made on Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have good players around him. Elevates their play. Good leader. You know? And I noticed a lot of similar notes on Daniel Jones. And Ernie wrote at the bottom, we must have him. Do whatever it takes to have him. Hmm. And Ernie's always going to be remembered for the guy that traded up and traded a lot mm-hmm. to get er- Eli Manning. Now, okay. I'm not saying Eli's better than Philip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. But for this city... And delivering two Super Bowls, I know it's not all him, and people say he did his, his job. Eli's the guy who took the ball one minute. You, left, you win, you win the field. Super Bowl, you're a legend. What you I'm win two, say, folks, you're an icon. What I'm trying to say, folks, is I can't tell you whether Daniel Jones is going to be great. I'm just saying that the Giants had conviction that Daniel Jones is going to be the leader of this team, and that you know, I could say a lot of people could bring up Dave Brown, George Young. As much as he's going to be remembered for Phil Sims. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to remember the fact he picked Dave Brown to be a successor. So let's move on. Uh, let's go with the other draft picks. I like that they got uh, O'Shane as a yeah. pass rusher. Again, I can't tell you exactly what he's going to do. And a, lot a lot of, of people they said love. that he's going to be projected to be an outside linebacker because he was a DN in college. He has long arms. And remember this year when he's from Old Dominion, but when Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech, I think he had seven tackles and like a sack or two in that game. So I think at this point, I don't know if he's going to be the immediate starting. Maybe Kareem Martin will start, but he's definitely going to be a, a, a depth player or he'll be playing in the future. Also, I think that the same way Pat Shermer has a lot of input on the offensive players they draft, Yeah, James Betcher has a lot of influence on the defense. You could, you could see. I think these players that he drafted, he was like, he's going to produce this year or start next year. Like, who, let me ask you a question before sure. we talk about this next guy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is... Who do you feel was the sleeper pick in this draft for the Giants where you feel like he may not be a Hall of Fame player, but he's going to be really, really good for the Giants? I think Julian Love. Oh, I was going to say the same guy. I, I, You know, I think initially next year with yeah. um, Baker, and it's probably going to be the last year for Jackrabbit, yeah. I think he's going to probably start in a slot Will Love. But I could see him in the second year being on the outside with Baker and Love. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could have like a nice little Love Baker. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what are your thoughts on on uh, Julian Love? I mean, when I saw him at Notre Dame, he could play man, he could play zone, he could play off, he could play press. I understand at five ten, taller, bigger receivers pushing him around. But I mean, hey, you're five ten; it's to be expected. You know who he reminds me of? And I don't know if he could be as good. He reminds me of. Asante Samuel. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the long speed, but you were scared to throw at him because he was playing off, but you didn't know what coverage he was playing. But also what we saw in this draft is the Giants said they wanted to go heavy defense. Oh, my Between goodness. Between the trade for Peppers and Sam Beal being picked in the supplemental draft, yep. they completely tore out the old defensive backfield and you yeah. have a new one. Yeah. And they're all young. Except for Bethea. The safety. Antoine Bethea is going to be deft. Yes. Deft, sorry. They're they're all young and they're cheap. Yeah. And they completely tore it out and they're going with a whole new. And I see that going for the whole defense. I I think, you know, I think 
I think they got rid of all the guys that were collecting paychecks on their you know last couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, they haven't had the same pass rush since JPP left. I mean, I'm the first one no, to say that. Not but at Olivia all. Vernon did not live up to the money that they spent. Not at all. You know, getting pressure on a quarterback and sacking a quarterback, two different things. Olivier Vernon was a very active player when he was in there, and he got a lot of pressures, but he didn't make sacks. So, you know, I think the Giants completely are redoing their defense from square one. Here's the thing that that. people need to remember, okay? Folks, this is going to be a completely new team next year. It's going to have a brand new defense with all... You know, young players, all with low price tags, and the Giants are going to have about $100 million under the cap, okay? They're going to have their new franchise quarterback that maybe not everybody believes in, but they do. They're running back, who by far everybody's convinced that he's the leader of this team, mm-hmm. and there's no reason to, to figure out he's not. Saquon Barkley has been everything the Giants wanted, okay? But the yeah. problem is, you know, he's also linked to Daniel Jones now. Because they're going to say, well, they could have got the quarterback the year before. Daniel exactly. Jones not good, but you could have had Josh Allen. You could mm-hmm. have uh, 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 Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. So I could see what the Giants are doing here with their plan. OBJ just didn't fit in the new plan. Dave Gettleman was given the task of tearing up everything in the past from that whole last regime and starting new. And I'm going to tell you, next year they're going to be in very good shape to do a lot of these things. You know, they desperately need a pass rusher. They've got, you know, there's nothing in the draft that uh-huh. changed that. And unless you, you pressure the quarterback, Greg, you're not going to win games. No, you know, I, I, you're I, not going to win games. Hopefully with the linebackers that they have, you know, with Lorenzo Carter, hopefully um, this rookie that they drafted at Old Dominion, let's sprinkle in. You think there's a chance that they trade for Clowney? For clowning, I don't only because they signed Marcus Golden, right? And last year, when he was on Arizona, he was there for his the entirety of his career. He was a three four outside linebacker in Betcher's system. Last year, Arizona went to a four three, so then they made him into a defensive end. He tore his knee up. Mm-hmm. Now he's coming to the Giants back to Betcher, where he had 10 sacks the, two years ago, and he's going to be a rush outside linebacker. So if you could catch lightning in a bottle with him, Lorenzo Carter, who I felt was a great pickup and should be a long-arm pass rusher, if this kid from Old Dominion shapes up to be who we think he could be, you know, sprinkle in a little B.J. Hill, who was the leading sacker last year, maybe we could find ourselves in a position to where we have a defense that has some, some pass rush. I mean, do you think the Giants not addressing, and they did address the offensive line. I don't want to say that they didn't because in the seventh round, they picked Georgia Safo Ajay, a tackle from Kentucky. Do you think that maybe earlier in the draft or they could have maybe gone a different direction with the offensive line? Because it seems as though they feel okay yeah. and Chad Wheeler is going to remain the start at right tackle. Well, a lot of talk before the draft even started was that the Giants already have set their sights on Remmers. Okay. You know, coming in. Uh, so, you know, he's one of those guys that's coming off an injury, so we'll wait and see. But I think if the Giants did pass on these other guys, I think they do know something. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you know, somebody can come in and offer more money and go to another team. Mm-hmm. So, but I think what we've seen from Gettleman now is he's not afraid to trade. The Ogletree trade. Yeah. Obviously. OBJ. And, and, and some offensive linemen last right. year he got rid of during the season. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of June 1st cuts, you know, uh, from other teams. So... I think that Gettleman is going to make some moves that Reese did not do. You know, he moves up and down in the draft. Yeah. We didn't see that with with Reese. And I think with trades, I think Gettleman is one of those guys that does like trades. So, 
I, you know, I think that if we're sitting here telling everybody that the Giants still need a pass rush and the media is telling everybody they still need a pass rush, the Giants know they need a pass rush. Yeah. So I don't know what the plan is going into this year, but problem is they go three games into the season, they don't have a sack, we're going to be reminded on how Josh Allen was still there. You know, so that's True. one of the things the Giants have to live with. If, if Dwayne Haskins beats them on the last second drive, they're going to be reminded about what they didn't do. Oh, yeah, but that's, most definitely. that's the joy of football. It's like, you know, the draft... You know, you think that, 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 you know, how many times do you think that, that the Colts just wiped their brow the sweat when they saw <laughs> what Ryan Leaf did as a pro and what Peyton Manning did? A lot of Indeed. people had those guys, you know, equal, if not Ryan Leaf, better because mm-hmm. they had a stronger arm. So what I'm trying to tell you is you just don't know what this draft, and people get mad at Gettleman because he says, oh, in three years we'll know. Really, you're not going to tell from this year about Daniel Jones. You're probably going to see him starting next year, but do you remember how Eli started? Yeah, it wasn't pretty at all. I remember he almost got decapitated by Ray Lewis against the Ravens that yes. one game. Yes, I, I was that. at that game, and and his first year as a starter, it was took good. him to the playoffs. Yes, against, against the Carolina Panthers. Yes, and then Not it, a great it game, felt yeah, but he got he got them there. And that yeah. that's important. I show you something. So, you know, like I said, I, I'd also like you know you, it's really going to be tough to replace the explosiveness that OBJ brought, but he hasn't played a full season. That and and you know he had one full season and. You know, he wasn't on the field for a lot of time. So if you're worrying about a guy that wasn't there, but OBJ was the one guy, man. I mean, you threw him a little slant, he goes. But and now I, I, I think I would, he, he was unbelievable. He he was, but I think what the Giants want to do by getting by getting rid of him is now every other play doesn't have to be force feed OBJ or make sure that he's happy or make sure he gets his stats. Granted, he was a great player. And he was a player that was probably going to be a generational player. But they probably feel, by the move that they've made, that as a whole and as a group, they can replace that production. Not with a single player, yeah. but as a whole. But let me ask you about this one player that was drafted in um, yeah. the sixth round. The cornerback out of Washburn, Corey Ballantyne. Not more so for what he did being the first player out of Washburn drafted. But I don't know if you heard this. Saturday night yeah. after midnight... Him and his buddy, and I don't know how many people were out. They um, something happened where an incident occurred, and he and his buddy got shot, and his buddy wound up passing away, and he sustained an injury, but will be fine. What are your thoughts about that? I can't assume anything. I don't know anything about that. I know. It's just, I don't want to sit here and judge this kid on an incident where you know any college student is going to go out past midnight on a Saturday night. Yeah. I don't care what athlete or whatever. It's just that that's just how it is, and it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, it's sad health too. Health is man. the most important thing, but he's supposedly going to recoup in time for training camp. But the sad thing is that somebody died. Yeah, you know, football or no football, somebody died in a shooting incident while no. a bunch of college students were out. That's the only question. I'm not going to sit here judge the Giants, judge this kid when you really don't know. Now, if this kid was knocking off a liquor store. No, uh, like I, said, I think oh, we would have heard that. We that was heard a bad that. move by the Giants, but yeah. come on, man. I mean, any of us can go on the street, get hit by a car, yeah. you know, get anything could happen. So, you know, I'm not going to jump to conclusions about that. Just I agree. overall, you know, I just thought that the Giants did a lot of what they said they were going to do on defense. They covered a lot of errors, basically rebuilding the whole defensive backfield. They still need a pass rusher. They still need some depth at offensive line. You know, they still need to find... I mean, they like Sterling Shepard. They gave him the contract extension. I think they're going to spread the ball out a lot more rather than go to one guy. But, you know, the big thing that's going to come out of this draft, as if, if we're sitting here, hopefully in 10 years, Jesus, just if we're sitting here, 
And Daniel Jones is still the quarterback of the Giants. That's a good thing. You know, I'm not even counting championships. That's a good thing. If, if he's still the quarterback of the Giants and people are happy, you know, but then again, people still boo I Manning. He gave him two Super Bowls. So it's New York, man. I'm just saying. What my point is is that right or wrong, give the kid a break. Let him come in. Let him start working. He's saying all the right things now. How would you feel? It's the biggest day and you're getting booed. But again, I like the fact that, you know, that's one of the reasons why they drafted him. He's not going to get overly sent. Well, we don't know how he's going to be when he's playing here. But, you know, that's one of the things. When you come to New York, you got to be able to take criticism. Yo, you got to have tough skin. So maybe it is a blessing that he's seeing all this, you know, these back pages when he gets here. Because it has to toughen him up, you know. And so I'm wishing him all luck. Me and my kids, we'll root for him every Sunday. I'm not going to sit here and go, we should have this guy, we should have that guy. This is who the Giants decided they wanted. Dave Gettleman's legacy will be on this one pick. Oh, yeah. I don't care how many times. That's for sure. Uh, more so than Barkley. I think well, his legacy well, is going to be tied more to I mean, Daniel Jones than it will well, be Barkley. Barkley's a stud. He's going to go to the Pro Bowl yeah. every year. He's a great leader. But, you know, that fell into his lap at two. But, he's all, you know, but, but that's the problem, though. A lot of people are not going to give him credit for taking Barkley at two, and he's quarterback's rabbit. Quarterback but did, let me ask just, you a question. Sure. Let's say last year, yeah. the Giants, right, as yeah. opposed to taking Dar- taking uh, Barkley, at two, they took Darnold. And come the draft, or I should say as of today, right, we are the same team in the same position, had the same season. Would you feel a little bit better in that, okay, as opposed to Daniel Jones, maybe we did take Josh Allen and we loaded up on defense. Would you feel a little bit better knowing that, okay, we had a terrible year, this is going to be Eli's last year, but I know we have a rookie stud quarterback and we have all these young defensive players where hopefully if we could catch lightning in a bottle, we'll be back in a couple of years. You still, you still may have a, a young stud quarterback. You yeah, don't know. That, that, that can still be you the case. I hope so. You know, my feeling is this, and this is what a lot of people can't understand, and, and this is just my feeling on it. I'm not telling you that I spoke to people. The Giants completely went into last year thinking that the year before that on the McAdoo was just a complete, just let's just skip over it. It was a mistake. We can still build on this, and we can be a winning team. Mm-hmm. And they thought that, I mean, it showed you over the summer when they re-signed Odell that they thought they can win now. They gave him a lot of money. Yeah. And it also showed you when they drafted Barkley. They thought there were a couple of pieces away mm-hmm. from returning what they were two years before that. Midway through the season, we saw that it wasn't the situation where the Giants thought it would be. And the Giants started trading away players. So at least the Giants realized during last season, it's completely <laughs> wrong with our thinking. Mm-hmm. It was a big mistake. But it still was a mistake, and let's start getting rid of these guys, and we're going to do a mass overhaul. And that's what the Giants did. The Giants want a quarterback. The reason why they're keeping Eli is because they want a quarterback situation similar to the one they had with Kurt Warner and Eli Manning. Okay? Oh, yeah. Where the young guy sits, and at some point you insert him. It's not ideal. It's not how everybody believes it, but this is the way the Giants want to do it. And I think that conversation they had with Eli at the end of the year was, listen, there's a good chance we're going to draft a young quarterback. They gave him his bonus. Yeah, Eli they sees gave the writing on the wall. He's making 12% of the salary. Yeah. But next year, all that dead money comes off. Mm-hmm. All these players that they're taking hits for, all come, what does it tell you that Snacks is already looking for a new contract? Yeah. Over there, okay? He's still a productive player, but he's a two-down guy now. I know. Okay? And nowadays, you need more than that. Now, I, I so, agree. The guy we just drafted is probably a two-down guy, too, Lawrence, but, but he's a much younger. cheaper one. Exactly. Okay? And, and so they got rid of him. They got rid of Olivier Vernon. They got rid of all these guys. 
What I'm trying to tell people is is that not this year, but next year, Giants can have a very young team, a lot of flexibility. We saw what that did to the Jets. Okay. The Jets stunk for a couple of years on offense. So let me try get to go so, to where they were. So I'm just saying to people, I always and you know me, Craig. Mm-hmm. I always try to stay positive. You got you, you do. I'm a 47 year old man. I've been through a lot of lean years with the Giants. I worked with them when Dave Brown was our quarterback, and mm-hmm. then I went into Kent Graham. I saw Danny Cannell, and I saw Kerry Collins, and we finally came out of it with Kerry a little bit, and we saw Eli. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. You know. I just like the fact that the Giants knew who that guy was. They went and got him. We're not going to know automatically if he's the right choice, you know. And they're taking they're, they're the punching bag of the NFL right now. Right. So what I'm trying to tell Giant fans is, if you're so unhappy, sell your season tickets, sell your merchandise. But, you know, give the get a chance and hope that, you know, everything just turns in the right direction. I'm not telling you it's going to. Yeah. I'm just I, I, saying that at least they know they have a plan where they're going to have an all-new young defense next year. With all new defensive backs, Jabril Peppers. You know, that's why they re-signed Landon Collins. That was a lot of money to give him. Uh, when- well, we all know that with Landon Collins, his deficiency in a passing league is he couldn't cover the back or the tight end. So, I mean, I think letting him go was the right move Still because if you can't player. have a safety that can't be a rock-and-roll safety, and what I mean by that is a safety that could come into the box and be a strong safety, cover the back of the tight end, or drop back and roll to the middle of the field and be your center fielder and be a free safety. I think nowadays you need a safety that could be that. I don't see that in Landon Collins, and I do think that was the smart thing to do in getting rid of him. Now, before we wrap this episode up, Joe, um, you have a lot of good things to say. Where do you see the New York Giants in a couple years with the players that they have now? And let's say they have a draft. I need you in maybe like a minute to wrap it up and tell me where you see the New York Giants. Last year they lost four games in the last two minutes with lead, Mm -hmm. even with the old Eli Manning quarterback and bad offensive line, especially towards the end of the year. Okay, so I completely think the defense had to be the first thing that they had to look at. Okay, and they had to totally tear it down, and they're going to bring in some new players, and we'll see how they pan out. You never know how the draft's going to be. You have to base on what the scouts saw. Okay? But do you think the future is going to be brighter? I'm, ho- I'm hoping the future is going to be brighter. I'm okay. hoping Daniel Jones is going to be a good quarterback. But also, the Giants took a lot of criticism last year for not taking their franchise quarterback. They saw that they, they got it they wanted. They wasted no time. They gave up no draft picks to get him. And then Wayne got the guy that they wanted. In time, we'll see. I'm rooting for him. I'm going to be rooting for him every week. I'm not going to sit there and be one of those people when he throws an interception goes, see, I told you so. Yeah. Because if you're going to be miserable, you know, it's not worth it. So I try to be positive. I try to be a positive Giant fan. I try to be a realist thinking, I don't know how good they're going to be this year. But then again, the NFL is so weird. I mean, the Giants don't have such a tough schedule this year. But you know what? That all can change three weeks into the season. You don't know what teams are going to be good. That's What teams are going to rise. So you never know who's going to go up and down. All I'm saying is people have been waiting for the Eli Manning era to end, and I think this is really going to be it this year. And I think some, we know that. And in some ways you're going to really appreciate what Eli did for the Giants once okay. he is gone. I said that about Coughlin too. All right. So, so, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, try to have some positivity. Uh you know, and, so you're seeing a good, no, a I'm good. So, a good. I'm saying we're trying. Not to next positive. year, but I'm saying you see with the foundation that at, that that Gettleman year, right? is is uh, um, amassing here that the future looks bright. It may not be immediately yes. it's bright, but you can I hope see. So. Okay, so um, that's that's it for me and Joe in this episode. I agree with you, Joe. I think that there are a lot of pieces that um, Gettleman's putting together where you're going to have a nice foundation. And I think the key or the linchpin to all this is going to be Daniel Jones and his play. Because if he's who 
the management feels he is and if all these other pieces that he's acquiring can play to who the management thinks they are, I think the Giants in a couple of years could be back at having a, a, a not special year, maybe special years, multiple. But um, I'm going to wrap this episode up the way that I do. One last with request, everything. Greg. One last request. Go ahead, baby. When you roll my outro, please roll the theme to the Godfather music. <laughs> But before we do that, positive quote, not seeing results, feel like giving up, consider this. The last thing to grow on a fruit tree is the fruit. I'll say that again. Not seeing results, feel like giving up, consider this. The last thing to grow on a fruit tree is the fruit. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>